how to work with other podcasters. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 331. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and defining success. Working with other podcasters can be really energizing. Just look at the energy you get when you go to something like PodFest US in Orlando, or Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, or Podcast Movement somewhere else, or even a small local meetup with other podcasters, whether it be one or two other podcasters or many more than that. This can be really energizing. But sometimes, and especially online, working with other podcasters can feed your inner troll. So... I want to focus on how you can build friendships instead of enemies in podcasting in this episode. So if you want to follow along in the show notes for episode 331, tap inside your app or go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash other podcasters. First, respect. I could almost end the episode there. There's a whole lot more to say though, but respect is so important. Mutual respect for your fellow man or woman. I remember the first time that I met Dan Miller, the author of the book 48 Days to the Work You Love and a proficient podcaster now too. And he told me of his then upcoming 48th wedding anniversary and 48 being a very special number to him instead of 50. So they were going to celebrate their 48th wedding anniversary. So wow, 48 years married to the same woman. Congratulations. So I wanted to ask him, since here I was a fairly newlywed, I asked him what he considered to be his secret for his long and seemingly happy and fulfilling marriage. And he said, one word, respect. Oh, just think about it, how much better the world would be if we had respect and even a kind of love for one another. Insulting someone's intelligence or attacking their preferences won't help anyone. We must have a heart of respect for each other. And that can go so far in making a change and being a positive influence in others, and especially in working with other podcasters. Respect. Next, treat each person individually. If you hang out in online communities for long, you'll see the same questions asked several times over and over and over, sometimes only days apart, sometimes it's months apart. And while you probably don't mean to, I think it's really easy to pile up your feelings about the repetition of those questions. So when you see the 30th or the 50th or the 100th person asking the same old question again, it may be really easy to lash out at them, either overtly or even passively. But look at things from that person's perspective. They need help, and they went to that community hoping they could get the help they needed. Thinking, oh boy, finally, people who understand me, finally, people who speak my language, this is where I can get that help I've been looking for. And true, they probably could have found the solution by searching or by reading the manual. But being in an anxious need seems to often distract or even blind us from those obvious things like the search box or the manual or contacting the appropriate customer service department. 
Consider a community of podcasters, for example. If someone comes in and asks, how do I upload my podcast to iTunes? And then they get a flurry of harsh responses. That person may then see all of those responses as saying one thing. You're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. And then that potential podcaster could be completely hurt from their experience, turned off from the community and decide, I don't want to get into podcasting. This is full of a bunch of angry people who insult me, who say I'm doing it wrong, who say I've read or believed stupid things. And you know what? Maybe you're even thinking this right now. I have to honestly call myself out on this one too, because I've made this mistake. I've been passive aggressive to people. I've treated people not individually, but treated them as, oh, another person. Why can't you just figure this out? Or why don't you know this by now? There are so many resources. A hundred people have already asked this question before you did. And I've fallen into that trap before too. And I I don't think that we, myself included, do this kind of thing intentionally. But the way that we can overcome this, I think, is to treat each person individually. Not as if they are the 100th person to ask this, but they are one person asking this. And as far as they know, they're the first person in this community asking this. And they don't know if anyone else has already asked it. They're so new. They're so anxious, even about asking the question. They were brave enough to ask it. So treat each person individually, and again, with respect. Next, accept different methodologies. Blueberry, Libsyn, SoundCloud, Anchor, podcast websites, Squarespace, FeedBurner, WordPress, and much, much more are merely tools to accomplish certain goals within podcasting. And while some tools are certainly better for certain tasks than other tools, That doesn't mean we have to try to convert everyone to that one tool as the savior and the almighty God over all other tools. I I once met a fresh new podcaster at an event and they just started their podcast and just started their website and they had so much enthusiasm. They were really excited. They were so pumped up, but they met a vendor with a competing product to a product that they used. And instead of helping that podcaster understand the benefits of that competing product from the vendor they were talking to at that moment, that vendor came across as belittling to the podcaster, saying, oh, why would you go with them? We offer something better. And understandably, but also unfortunately, a poor opinion was formed about that vendor. And sadly, this is not an isolated event. I've actually seen this happen many times. And I might have even done it myself a couple times when I see something like someone mentions Pod Rover, which is a competition to my podcast reviews. Oh boy, I want to get passive aggressive or I want to come in there and say things like, well, you should follow or you should sign up for the original podcast review service, the one that everyone else is copying and all of these others are copycats and and mine is better and that's what it's coming across as. And That's not the way that we should be in the podcasting space. That's not the way to work with other podcasters. We don't need to act so exclusive about how to podcast. It's not a moral issue. There's no single right way to podcast. And that's what makes podcasting wonderful, I think. So outside of the podcasting space, whether you in your podcast and in your community are talking about PlayStation versus Xbox or or Windows versus Linux versus macOS, or Android versus iOS, or Democrat versus Republican, or anything else. Respect each other's decisions 
And don't try to change them, at least not right away. Build a relationship first. Build some trust. Build some authority. Build some influence first. Accept that there are different methodologies to these things. It's not an absolute only one way to do this. And even when there is only a single right way to do something, like, for example, an RSS feed with media files in enclosure tags in order to get your podcast in Apple Podcasts and other podcast directories, even when there is that only one right way, and that is true, we don't have to be jerks about it. We need to accept these different methodologies. And if we have some kind of other option to promote, to explain some other option we think is better, then explain that. Don't attack. Accept that they may have made their decision for good reasons. And here's a good example of this I see quite often. And I'm almost becoming a passionate advocate for condenser microphones. But you might see people say, oh, I use a Blue Yeti microphone or a Blue Snowball. And boy, people come out of the woodwork, if there's even woodwork anymore in their space. They're coming out from everywhere saying, oh, you need to ditch that microphone, ditch the condenser microphone, switch to this other microphone. This one's better and stuff like that. That's not the point. You can use the Blue Yeti, by the way. It's okay. It's a good microphone, actually, if you use it properly. And there are plenty of people using that microphone properly and getting fantastic results with it. So if someone is saying, I use the Blue Yeti microphone, how can I stop echo in my space? The answer is not, oh, you need to ditch that microphone. Why did you choose that microphone? You're so stupid for choosing it. No, accept that they chose that microphone and maybe that's all they could afford at that time. And look at the actual problem. What is at the heart of what they're asking about? It's not the microphone itself, probably. It's either how they use that microphone or the environment they're in when they're recording with that microphone. So don't be jerks about this, whether it's microphones or technologies or philosophies or different opinions. Accept these different methodologies. Explain, yes, when appropriate, but accept that some people have made a decision for certain reasons, and sometimes they may not know why they made that decision other than it was the recommendation of a friend or someone else they trust, and that might be good enough. And you don't want to throw mud on that person that they trust and say, oh, you shouldn't do that. They don't know what they're talking about. Accept different methodologies. Next, foster community, not competition. What do you do? When you see someone else start a new podcast about your same topic, yet another podcast in your niche. And what do you do if they get attention when you don't? Ooh, that's tough. How you treat your competition is really a reflection of your maturity. And sometimes we adults can be quite childish when it comes to competition. Instead of trying to conquer your competitors, I think you should try and find ways to collaborate as colleagues in a larger community. That's a lot of C words in there. And listen back to episode 108 if you're interested in learning more about creating a community instead of competition with others in your podcasting space. I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash other podcasters, as well as potentially inside of your app, only a tap away. So look for ways to create a community with these other podcasters, whether they're in your same space or they're simply other podcasters and you're part of a podcast community of some sort. Make this a community. Don't look at it as competition. They're not going to steal your audience. And even if they could, then maybe that's because your podcast wasn't that good to begin with. That's tough to hear sometimes, but it can be true. 
But instead of trying to see how you can one-up them, how you can steal your audience back or anything like that, focus on making a community. And focus on reaching your own community, the passionate audience you already have, so that you can connect better with them, you can engage more with them, you can build more trust and authority and deeper relationships with them. Foster community, even if it's only the few people you have left. Don't try to foster competition and a rivalry and a battle between you and others. Next, choose positivity. Who are you going to be among other podcasters? Are you going to be the self-promoter? Are you going to be the giver? Are you going to be the passive-aggressive troll? Are you going to be the encourager? We can choose and control the attitudes we communicate. And remember, the emotion you express is the emotion you attract. And yes, it can be a real challenge sometimes to control that, to choose positivity, to choose to give instead of take, to choose to encourage instead of cast down. That can be tough. But making those decisions overcoming those struggles, doing what we don't feel like doing is what makes us stronger. Choose positivity. And next, exchange value. In a thriving community or marketplace, there's an active exchange of value. Some people deliver products, some people offer services, some people offer payments. Look at podcasting that same way. This doesn't mean we should all be each other's financial patrons, Because after all, if we all have Patreon accounts and we're all giving each other $5, the service providers are the only ones who win in that game because they get to keep a little off the top and we lose that little bit of money with each exchange. So if you're giving me $5 and I'm giving you $5, well, you're actually getting maybe $4.50. I'm getting maybe $4.50. We're losing money in that So don't think of being the patron to everyone who is a patron of you. Instead, look for how you can exchange value, not merely money. This could mean offering some help. It could mean being an evangelist for that podcast. It could mean participating in the community. These and many more ways of exchanging value do have actual value to them. That could be tangible or it could be intangible value. There may be times you buy something from a podcaster And then they buy something from you. But in that process, you're still exchanging value outside of the money. For example, I pay to be a member of Mike Morrison and Callie Willow's membership website for membership site owners called Member Site Academy. Hey, what's a meta guy who hosts a podcast about podcasting to do except to join a membership site about membership sites? So I'm a paying member of that. And Mike pays to be a customer of mypodcastreviews.com. So he is paying me for value I'm giving him. I'm paying him for value he's giving me. This isn't any kind of unfair or ungrateful exchange. It's a respectful acknowledgement and exchange of value. So if another podcaster is giving you $5 a month and you're thinking, oh, I should give them $5 a month too. Think about a different kind of value you could give. And that's not to say you shouldn't give them $5 a month, but Really, they might end up with more money if you just say, hey, I want to give you $5 a month too, but you're already giving me $5 a month. So how about we both just agree not to give each other $5 a month and just keep that money in our own pockets? You could do something like that, or you could look for other ways to exchange value. 
So instead of giving them $5 a month, maybe you share every episode they publish. You share it on Twitter, on Facebook. You tell all of your friends about the podcast. That might be worth more to that other podcaster than $5 a month. Or maybe that other podcaster has a product or a service that they sell and you could buy that thing from them. Because then, yes, they are getting monetary value from you, but they're also getting that affirmation, that acknowledgement that what they created is worth something. I recently became a knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, and they had a special buy one, get one sort of offer. Basically, it was half off or double your donation amount or anything like that. But I became a knight over there, and I was happy to contribute to them because I've gotten a lot of entertainment, a lot of education, a lot of information from their podcast. And Adam Curry being the podfather, the guy who made podcasting possible and contributed to its creation, I think he deserves that. And I owe a lot of thanks to them. I'm not at all expecting them to give me $500 back. In fact, in many ways, you could say they've already delivered $500 worth of value to me, either through the podcast or just what Adam Curry has done in making podcasting possible. That's worth far more than $500 because I wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for the technology that Adam helped create. So it's about exchanging value not merely exchanging money. So remember, these ways to work with other podcasters, respect, treat each person individually, accept different methodologies, foster community, not competition, choose positivity, and exchange value. Now, after all that, if you're looking for a place to grow with other podcasters, a community that can encourage you, uplift you, can help you to improve and grow your podcast. If you want to connect with other passionate and encouraging podcasters and you want to get the training you need to overcome the challenges you face in podcasting, then podcasterssociety.com is the place for you. We offer expert support, encouraging community, and in-depth training to help you improve and grow your podcast. Even if you're not trying to monetize your podcast, but you want to make it better because you're an artist, you love this creative expression in podcasting, or maybe you do want to make money. Maybe you want to leverage your podcast for growing your business or for opening up opportunities or for having more fun. You want to get better. You want to grow your podcast. Podcasters Society is for you. If you haven't launched your podcast yet, I'll tell you, don't join Podcasters Society. If you try to join, we'll actually cancel the membership and refund the money because Podcaster Society is only for people who have already launched a podcast. It's okay if you launched a podcast years ago and you've been on a hiatus and you're getting back into it. The main thing is that you have launched a podcast because we move the conversation beyond stuff like what an RSS feed is, how to get a microphone, how to set up your website. And we've moved into deeper discussions like How do I optimize my RSS feed so my podcast can be found? How do I improve my website engagement? How do I make my podcast better? How do I position my podcast for sponsorships? How do I engage with my audience more? How do I ask better questions of my guests? That and so much more is what we cover in Podcaster Society to help you make your podcast amazing. So check it out over at podcasterssociety.com. You also get access to me and other podcasting experts and several courses like the SEO for Podcasters course is included on both membership levels over there and the Zoom H6 for Podcasters course included as well and much more coming soon also included at no extra charge. That's at podcasterssociety.com.
Thanks to GOP Stud from the United States who wrote this kind review for the Audacity to Podcast in Apple Podcasts. They said, I listened to this wonderfully informative podcast about listening to podcasts on iOS 11 on iOS 11. This review is proof of the new simplicity of user interactivity of the Apple Podcasts app. I'm from Clinton, Iowa, and I will be a podcaster someday. This show keeps inspiring me to do so. Well, thank you very much. I wish I knew your name, GOP Stud. But when you launch your podcast, definitely come back to theaudacitypodcast.com slash other podcasters and comment to let us know that your podcast has launched. I'm really glad that even though you haven't launched yet, you're getting inspired and you will be a podcaster soon. Let's see if you can make it before the end of this year. Also, thanks to Joe Lample from the United States and host of The Joe Gardner Show, a longtime podcaster who wrote this kind review saying, best podcasting resource of all time. I've been listening to Daniel's incredibly helpful podcast for about a year. Not surprising, the audio quality is perfect. That alone should get the attention of would-be podcasters. This guy knows the technical side to everything we need to know to make a podcast too. The beauty is Daniel is so skilled in simplifying the tech details and is completely prepared with every episode he delivers. I want to stop right there because... As much as I've tried other things in the past, I've realized that is my real specialty, taking a technical concept and making it digestible. And that's why you see that throughout the history of the Audacity podcast. When I realized that in the early days, that that's why I was good at, that's when the Audacity podcast really started growing and the engagement started growing as well because I found my voice. I realized what my skill was. I initially started off just thinking this is going to be another podcast about podcasting or I'm going to get in-depth on some things. I'm going to talk from my background of production and public speaking and such. But when I discovered what I was best at doing, that's when my episodes started getting a whole lot better. And Joe continues in his review saying, The information is priceless and presented in a clear and concise manner. I love the delivery and format he's developed over the years. Thank you, Daniel, for all you do. The podcasts, videos, and training you offer are the best. Thank you, Joe, from the Joe Gardner Show. That's it, joegardner.com. He's a longtime podcaster and a member of Podcasters Society as well. And his podcast, The Joe Gardner Show, is available in podcast apps and at joegardner.com. And here's the description of that podcast. It says, this podcast is devoted to all things gardening. National Gardening Television host Joe Lample guides you through each episode with practical tips and information to help you become a better, smarter gardener, no matter where you are on your journey. This series has a strong emphasis on organic gardening and growing food, but covers a diverse range of topics from one of the country's most informed and leading gardening personalities today. That's at joegardener.com. My perspective to gardening is I don't want to do it, but if you enjoy gardening or you want to enjoy it or want to get better, I think Joe's podcast, The Joe Gardener Show, would be fabulous for you. And thanks to Tony Chan from the United States and host of Game Dev Loadout, that's at gamedevloadout.com, who wrote this review saying, thanks Daniel for all of the awesome tips. My podcast just turned three months today. Whoop, whoop. That's actually in his review. My download numbers were okay in the beginning, but when I implemented your search engine optimization tips and advice on giving back to my audience, my numbers slowly started to rise. People have been sending me thank you messages, which are really heartwarming and fuel my drive to make the podcast even better. Honestly, I noticed that a lot of game developer podcasts don't last long, and so I was worried 
that mine would be the same. You motivated me to keep going and realize that I need to be patient. That is really encouraging. That's why I do this. Because I want to see you connect with your audience. I want to see you getting those thank you messages, those positive reviews. I want to see you grow your audience. I want to see you achieve your goals with your podcast, even if your goals are simply to have fun with friends and make new friends. It's okay if you don't monetize your podcast, but you should definitely profit. Popularity, relationships, opportunities, fun, income, and tangibles. And Tony is getting that from his podcast, Game Dev Loadout at gamedevloadout.com. And here's the description. It says, Game Dev Loadout is a weekly podcast every Monday morning where I chat with game industry professionals. Each episode details the journey of their worst moment and lessons learned, the best investment they ever made, and much more. Each episode ends with crunch time where I extract personal values, internet resources, and action steps for you to take. Subscribe to the podcast today to learn and model after the best. Remember that knowledge is only potential power. Execution is the game. I like that. That's over at gamedevloadout.com. And thank you, GOP Stud, Joe Lample, and Tony Chan for those kind podcast reviews. They really encourage me. Now, if you haven't written a review yet for the Audacity to Podcast and you're about to write one, then please make sure the name of your podcast is mentioned in your review and your name too, if it's not obvious from your Apple Podcast username. And what I most like hearing is how I've helped you, how your podcast has been improved what changes you've made, and what kind of results you've seen. The links for that and more, as well as the links to these separate podcasts, are in the show notes for this episode, which you can tap inside your app or go to the show notes for episode 331 at the other podcasters. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.